I love weddings and I love books. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's great things to love. Why do you say that? So like my best friend got married over the weekend. Yeah. And she looked so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I was I was a, a bridesmaid. You literally were. I was the bridesmaid. The one and only. The one and only. Actually, there was like three other girls, but it was obviously a competition. And I was obviously the you most beautiful. You were the winner, clearly. <laughs> and also... It's oh fine. my god. It's fine. Can we just talk over the dogs? Yeah, of course. So they, they, like every time they bark, it sends me into a fury and I just... Same. I'm literally raging. So, so they've stopped. I was okay. going to go like give them a like, knock it off! <laughs> But uh, they stopped, so that's good. So, you know, I'm, I'm out there doing the most, trying to look beautiful. It's like this, it was a beautiful Texas day. Mm-hmm. The, the the clouds parted. We got to have a beautiful outdoor service, mm-hmm. hide from the rain. And yeah. then when the rains come, run inside. And then when the rain stopped, run back outside Honestly, and play cornhole. It was really fun, actually, yeah. like chasing the weather. And then I finished book four of Court of Thorns and Roses, the Nesta book. Ah! And I cried and it's cried. so good. Guys, if you guys are looking for a book about friendship, about Sex. love, smut. Yes, very smut. Like I left it like five out of five stars on Goodreads. It's, it's so, so good. good. I'm like so happy that you read it because I honestly thought you would never read it. I didn't realize that there was something called redemption arc porn, right? Because right. like it was such a good redemption arc that it was almost porn. Right. Notwithstanding the actual porn that was also in that book. Right, like actual porn aside, actual smut aside. The redemption arc the, was porn. And you want to know what? Like it literally, like this book, like the redemption arc of this character, like you know that that's what the book is about. Like mm-hmm. cause throughout the whole series, there's no spoilers or anything. Like yeah. this character is the fucking char- worst. Yeah, she's just... For an- no reason. And so the whole book is about this character. Yeah. And so you have to know like, okay, obviously by the end like you're gonna mm-hmm. have to like appreciate her more there's there's got to be a redemption arc they can't have a whole book about a piece of shit character and leave it a piece of shit for the rest of the book but the author does so good with leaving you to the very last it's like literally the most yeah. foreplay redemption foreplay arc story redemption. <laughs> that when you finally climax and like have the redemption arc it literally is i was panting at literally the it's so good i loved the concept of not over uh over not over explaining but not like make like the author didn't make excuses for the character either nope, nope. and the character there didn't were make excuses there were explanations but they weren't excuses and the main like i just felt like it just seemed so i don't know real yeah. like this like how real this character was Absolutely. to me by the end of the book and i i really liked the idea of being awful <laughs> of course you do <laughs> <laughs> and then having your redemption moment, yeah. right? I really liked the idea of, yeah, people were pissed off at her and she fucked up, but they forgave her. And okay, the but you can't give the whole. I mean, obviously, yeah. Okay. I mean, what else could the book possibly be? About, I know. Right? Anyway, but people who haven't even read like the the, you know, the beginning of it, like Feyre's first three books. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, it's such a good series. If it's, you guys listen to this podcast, you have to read Court of Thorns and Roses. I know. It's so good. And that's what I said, like, when I, like, had first read, like, a, a, a Court of... No, sorry. Throne of Glass, which is the other series, which is, like, a seven-book series by the same author, Sarah J. Mass. And, like... I would tell people before I had read A Court of Thrones and Roses, I'm like, you ha- like, th- I, it's now a requirement to be even an associate of me. Like, you must, <laughs> like, these are like the bullet points of things that you must 10% do. 10% of your personality. Literally, is like, you know, Harry Potter, but I feel like we've all been past it. Like, if you haven't read Harry Potter at this point, like, You're you know, there's no hope for you. For you. Yeah. yeah, it's too late. But there, it's not too late for you to get, dive into the world of Sarah J. Matt. I don't even care if you don't like fiction. Mm-hmm. You will by you the will end by of the this end of series. Um, whether it's Court of Thorns and Roses or Throne of Glass. You're also reading um, Six of Crows series by Lee Bardugo, aren't you? Yes, and I'm at, um, I'm halfway through the second book called Crooked Kingdom, and I am shitting my pants, people. Yeah. If you guys, if any of you are looking for some inspiration to pick up a good book, yeah. we just gave you 
four, five, seven books. Seven books. And that's just Court of Thorns and Roses and Six of Crows. That's not even and mentioning Throne of Glass. Of Glass no. I haven't even yeah, di- you haven't dipped even, my toe. That's an investment of time, but honestly, it's, again, life-changing. So is Crooked Kingdom yeah. by Lee Bardugo. It's um, so good. It, I'm just... And also, I was looking at a picture of Lee Bardugo. Yeah. I knew it was a woman. I thought it was a guy. I didn't realize she was going to be so young. Yeah. Like, she looks really young, young in her photo. Young, blonde. Young, blonde, beautiful. Beautiful. And I was like, whoa, whoa. I thought this was, like, literally a gangly Edgar Allan Poe man. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, the way that and it's like, written. And, like, Lee is very gender neutral for a name, I feel like. Well, mm-hmm. all names are gender neutral, but in the context of today, like, yeah. you wouldn't see, like, Sarah and think that that's a male name, you know, or whatever. So, like, Lee Bardugo, and, and the way that the books are written, like, it doesn't feel to me... Yeah, like, it it's written like, very concise. It's, it's written, like, I don't know how to explain masculine. Yeah, it does. It feels very, like, yeah, there's not a whole lot of detail. Not detail. In their it's writing. just, like, point, 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 Yeah, point. yeah. It doesn't take a while. Like, it's there's not a lot of, like... Very smut, there's, like there yeah, is in Sarah J. I know, Masses. right? I guess I'm just so used to Sarah that yeah. like when there's not porn and, like, and people aren't crying because of their emotions. Yeah, exactly. That, this must be written by a man. Yeah, exactly. That's so sad. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, we're definitely giving you some good book inspo right now. The other one that you also must 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 is wendy darling I, hi imogen i miss you i You've love got you the physical copy of that, i right? do well i you pass actually, it on right or? i have the i think i have two out of the three because i read it and i was like i love this but i won't reread it and now i'm not regretting passing it on to the person i passed it on to because i think they read it and loved it just as much but i'm regretting that i don't have the full series i have it on audible if you want to listen to it or i can you know buy the one mm. to complete it but um, Colleen Oaks, I've talked about multiple times. You read almost all of the Queen of uh, Hearts series. It's like a, basically a really so loosely retelling story of like Alice in Wonderland, but it's not Alice in Wonderland. Um, and this one, Wendy Darling, is basically a retelling of Peter Pan, but Peter Pan is evil, and that's all I'll say. And mm. Captain Hook is a fucking badass. Like, it's so so good Imogen is screaming because if you read that like you'll make her happy you'll make me happy you'll make everyone happy so so um, what is your redemption arc porn in your life in my life oh what have you redeemed yourself from not because like everything's better now but like you've moved past and like you had redemption arc it hasn't happened yet baby (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 coming it's coming it's yeah, yeah. coming literally so we're still like good 10 15 years for you no we're talking like a month <laughs> your redemption arc is coming in yeah one month, it literally is specifically yeah it is honestly i have a timeline it's coming and it's in july and that's all i'll say um i feel like literally my life's redemption arc is taking place by july okay wow i know right <laughs> And everything up until now has just been Redemption Arc foreplay. Redemption Arc foreplay. <laughs> well, you know... Uh, what I about don't... you? <laughs> well, I'm a good 10, 15 years, yeah, I think. I, you know what? I'm here to support you through that, though. Mm-hmm. That's well, what I'm here I'll, You know what? I'm going to give it till my Saturn return, and then I think Yo. I can have a, a Redemption Arc. Yo. I really do think my Saturn return was, like, this, like... The, the epic the, battle scene? The final spoke on the wheel. Yeah, it definitely was like the battle scene. But there's still a little bit more story to have been told up until yeah. now. Because I just finished my Saturn return in in December. So I've only, I'm only six months post, post-war, post you know? <laughs> there was still things to tie up. The, yeah. the story isn't finished and it's, it's mm-hmm. coming. You've got 30 minutes left of your audiobook. <laughs> and you know what? There's a lot that still needs to be wrapped there's up. There's a lot that needs to be wrapped up. But by up. July... We're going to really come full circle. So I'm excited. And now okay. everyone's like, what the fuck? Yeah, right? Whatever. Nobody, I don't even, nobody I really, barely really, know what that means, yeah, people, so don't worry. Nobody really cares. <laughs> My mom might Marco Polo me and be like, what is that? You okay? Like, yeah. No. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not okay. <laughs> well, I guess... I feel like this was the longest intro ever, but speaking of speaking which... Speaking of which... I'm Sammy. I'm Skylar. And I'm congested. If you haven't noticed, I have a sinus infection. This podcast episode is so late. So late? Well, it's only Wednesday. But it feels so late because now we we've, started recording We've uploaded on Wednesday before. We have, but we used to upload like Monday night. So if we're late Tuesday and then it uploads Wednesday or something, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But um, we started filming now on Sunday night, so it feels like extra late. Like that's almost a whole week. It's almost that's a been. whole week that it's been. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. Uh, Skylar was away, and then I got sick. He like I blamed it on him and the Discord. But then literally like an hour later, he's like, "Are you ready to film?" And I was like, "I don't film." Well. <laughs> and I was laying in bed with like a washcloth. Um, I'm. It's just a. It's a just a really bad sinus infection. It was allergies. That might be our pizza. That you, you was, ordered a pizza? I, for Yeah, for like me, George, and Jess, and you can have some of mine. Got some vegan. Um, so the dogs are making Here, me see red again. You want to pause again. it so you can go get your pizza? No, I'm definitely going to pause it to yell at the dogs, but love that for me. Okay, you've got the pizza. Someone else is home <clears throat> to take care of the dogs. Yeah, I'm currently eating a piece, so it's so good. It's going to be food porn, definitely. But yeah, so you're... You're feeling like, what were we talking about before? Redemption arc? Redemption arcs? Yeah, and you have 10, 15 years? 10, 15 years. I guess we all we all have mini redemption arcs, mm. right? Like, you and I Pizza. both quit smoking cigarettes. Mmm! That's Okay. Sometimes when I'm blackout drunk, I'll let men hand me a cigarette to oh, feel sexy. no. What happens is Skylar goes, give me a cigarette. <laughs> but you didn't give it, you gave it to me. Like, you'll literally be like... Oh, I want one. And then, like, you'll give it, like, no, don't make me. Don't and then you'll literally me. fucking light it, and then <laughs> be like, I don't know, he just made he me. He just made me smoke. Just made me it smoke was so it. gross. It's crazy. Ew. And for all of our listeners out there that are ex-smokers, and, like, those times at a party where you do have a cigarette, they are so freaking gross. Mm -hmm. They taste disgusting, they smell disgusting, and yet they feel good. It is sick. I that have never once, since I quit had even a hit off of a cigarette because I know that there is no in-between for me. I'm either a smoker or I am not. God has blessed those who can just do it occasionally or socially or like in certain situations and then kick it again. I am not that bitch. I am full power or none at all. Like I cannot do it. I cannot. Also, this piece of pizza, mm, so good. Anyways. What else have you mini redeemed yourself from over I the course of your life? I'll go again. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you really got me scrounging for something I've mini redeemed myself from. Uh, God. Um, you know, this is actually. Uh, ASMR chewing. ASMR Loop chewing. Bomb. So, my cousin mm -hmm. took his life, right, a few months ago. Yeah, I'm sorry. And uh, I never called my auntie or my cousins about it. I just didn't. I don't know why. Like, I just didn't call them. Okay. And randomly, today in the car, like on my lunch break, I was just like, oh my god. Yeah. What is wrong with me? And so, like, I called them up immediately. Okay. And then I was just like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah. I was like, I can't believe I haven't called. I was like, I'm, I was like, I don't have any reason that I haven't called. I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. but I'm here now. Yeah. Like, you know, like I, or whatever. <clears throat> and my auntie was like really nice. Mm -hmm. And then she handed my cousin the phone and my cousin was really nice. And yeah. I think that. They probably didn't even realize I had never called, you know, like they, yeah, they probably don't really care about you. Yeah. I mean, no, I, mean just never, <laughs> I haven't been, I haven't been close with them since I was like 13 or 12 or 13. Which is more only than, like two years ago. I know. I'm, I'm just 16. I'm just Which is like a, a decade that these people have been out of my life basically, but they, I was still really close with them and yeah. you know, like it's still horrible what happened. Absolutely. And I felt it's not like that was like a redemption arc for me, but like, I feel like that. The old me would have just never spoken, dealt with never it. dealt with it, never called them, never done anything. But like sitting in the car, I was like, "Ooh, I should do this. And then I'm going to do it. Yeah. Good for you. So I'm really glad that I did that. It was super awkward for me at first. But that's okay. And like that was like, I knew it was going to be, it was like sometimes with those things, you yeah. just kind of have to power through it. Yeah. Because how awkward is it to just deal with it and face it versus the awkwardness of never facing it and having to think about it like for mm -hmm. the rest of your life, you know, like it's sometimes it's worse. I think actually reading this fourth book by Sarah J. Mass about Nesta and yeah. like the experiences like with her, like, you know, to she, go to specifics. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. She, she had left things unaddressed. 
And then... It literally, like, ate her away. Even though a long time had passed and it was almost like the specifics weren't rememberable, she still went back and addressed as you know yeah. like she just address the soul searching shadow working to the max and then also her like in in this book also she has friends that have been through things and then mm-hmm. they said like ultimately like when when someone passes right like yeah what what really matters right yeah. it's not like how awkward are you you yeah. know whatever it's just like get the thing done because yeah. like how much longer do all any of us have and and i've learned a lot with like living even here and like dealing with my own ways of grief because my ways of grief grief with our friend Jason who passed a COVID in early December for like anyone who's new or maybe missed that like that's why we're back in Michigan and that's why we're here in this house like with our friend Jessica trying to help her through that which is Jason's mm-hmm. wife so you know like in my way of dealing with grief is completely different than hers or George's or you know anybody else that knew him so and like recognizing that sometimes I get angry at the way that people deal with their grief so differently than mine or even not grief but just the way that people deal with death in general mm. um I can hold a lot of like anger or um resentment towards people for not dealing with it the way i think that they should deal with it and sometimes there is boundaries of like you're kind of just a shitty person Mm -hmm. and there's also things of like maybe you're like in your case like you're not a shitty person but maybe you just were afraid or like you were selfish in that moment of your own peace than having to like you know what i mean face the awkwardness of like being there for them and that's fine like in your own timing was your own timing and like when you the fact that you came to and like just reached out is really all that matters and and for people who don't reach out you have your own reasonings as well Mm -hmm. and that's justified in your own way or maybe not but everybody has to deal with things in their own time in their own way and like it's really hard because i just want to control everyone and everything (laughs) and like have them do it right but i guess i can i don't know and, uh, I think, like, especially for, like, for me, right, it, it was, it was more meaningful for me to, like, reach out, like, when, okay, so like, let's say something happens, right, mm-hmm. I noticed that, like, you don't, sometimes, like, you, you don't actually process it yeah. until months later. Oh, absolutely. And it wasn't especially until. Especially with something like death. And I was sitting in the car today, and then, like, I was like, oh, my God, like, I fully processed it. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It really got me. And yeah. so. It's weird how, like, you can logically know something and then uh, not actually, like, emotionally, like, feel it until, like, months later. Which is, like, very common, right? But it's Mm -hmm. weird when it sneaks up on you because you always think, well, you know, I'm a logical person. I can feel things when I know them, right? Yeah. (laughs) And I think, like, sometimes, too, when it comes to people passing, it's, like, a lot of people who are ready and can be there immediately are there all at once. And for Mm -hmm. the people that are grieving firsthand and like maybe really closely connected with it like a parent or spouse or a child or whatever like that's really can be quite overloaded and overwhelmed at all the people that do come to help and sometimes when months go by everyone gets quiet and they feel like they've been there they've helped and then that's when like they really need people to reach out is what Mm -hmm. i've noticed in my own in my own situations and from seeing others is like six months, a year down the line when those people are still dealing with their grief in different ways. They, they didn't have all that overload like they did in the beginning and they wish that more people. So like maybe you called your aunt at the exact time that she really needed, you Mm -hmm. know, where it was like, okay, it's been a few months. I don't hear from people as much anymore. Now I'm hearing from someone who, you know what I mean? means something to me, even if we haven't talked in a decade or something. So, Mm-hmm. Um, I think everything happens as it needs to, you know? So. Me too, especially in those moments. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyways. Did you write some stuff down? I'm just like some making sure that I knew exactly what, oh, you know what? There was some big changes that happened today. And Where? It, in your room. Oh, I took out my trash. <laughs> oh my God. He took out the trash. He took out the vacuum box, which had been kind of like an aesthetic feature of his room since we moved in. I feel like my room doesn't look the same with my vacuum I box. I feel gone. like it really doesn't. And that trash being the the rippled rug is just literally like nails on a fucking chalkboard. I un when I got home from my trip, I unfolded it like I 
flattened it back out. I swear this room expands and contracts. I, there's no fucking way. It does. No What's the explanation? I don't go over there. How is my rug folding up like that? I think the room is expanding and contracting by like an inch or two. Like when it gets hot and cold. There's no fucking way. You but fo- like, okay. okay, Samantha, stand up and like do a jump. It's so loud to take a single step in my I know, room. It I, literally is. I think this room does move. <laughs> <laughs> Not because of magic, but because the foundations Not because are of loose. Magic, but because literally, like, there's a loose floorboard yeah. and my room is like sliding around. That's true. And another thing, today was really funny. There was something that was really stinky, like <laughs> really, really stinky. And I think this is what led to him doing a little bit of like power cleaning um there i don't know he opened a container that was like thrown out of the (laughs) we couldn't figure out what it was we thought it was the garbage disposal and like i was in the middle of work sewage line must have yeah because it was so rancid that (laughs) literally we had like fan going full power out of the kitchen two candles two candles and i knew that wasn't enough like (laughs) and i had i was like in and out of sessions so like i couldn't really help him so like you know, he just had to deal with it. And then finally he realized that an open Tupperware of like old ass chicken had been open and like he took it outside and he was like gagging on the way back in. He was like, ooh, 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 ooh. and like his eyes were like full water tears. And I was just laughing so hard. He's just open. He's just holding this empty you Tupperware know, of like rancid every- chicken. And he's like, it's so repulsive. <laughs> like, well, first of all, like, a whole chicken breast to me it just really repulsive i agree i and, we don't eat meat so it's not, kind of re- repulsive in general and like not only was it just repulsive in general it was so stinky it was so like it makes had me want to gag had been in there for about, like three months no it really hasn't like i literally just it was just because it, i had taken it out of the fridge like i just cleaned out the fridge because i got new groceries and got rid of anything that was left and honestly it must have been like cooking in that little container yeah well the thing was is i took it out last night and put it in the sink to like get rid of it and put it on the garbage disposal and i did that for other things but i must like dishes might have gotten piled up on top of it and i forgot about it so it's been out in the sink all night in the container like sweating and like getting <laughs> real nasty that literally has only been like cooked since like last week or something like it's not Oh. It was out for a day, and it was just... It just... It turned quick. It really did. <laughs> it was so repulsive. But the best thing I'd that I wanted to talk about was honestly, Skylar's reaction. Like, top 15 worst, worst smells, smells I've, I've ever smelled. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Speaking and then of the, which... Speaking of which... Um, oh my god, do you? Oh, I have another top 15 worst smell of all time. Okay. And my brother and I still talk about this. Okay. Okay. So, so when London was like, London is my brother, and he was like seven, and I was like eight or nine. Okay. And we're swimming in the pool, and he had just eaten like a watermelon that had been sitting outside all day. Ew. And he was like, it's not bad. It still tastes fine or whatever. And Ew. so he eats this whole watermelon, and we're swimming. And then, like, three or four hours later, he's like, I don't think I feel so good. Yeah. And as he's swimming, like, this jet of fart bubbles... Fart bubbles? (laughs) ...comes out of his butt. And then, like, we're, like, looking at the fart bubbles and we're laughing. And then they pop to the surface. And and it was, like, a sulfur bomb went off. (gasps) It literally smelled like (laughs) the watermelon grew arms and started strangling me. Leg and hair and shit just beating the shit out of my nose it was the worst smell yeah i think like top five yeah. honestly and actually i'm gonna move up that chicken smell or whatever yeah. that was that to was like top eight that was pretty bad and but it made a better your reaction coming back in like the <laughs> container was emptied at this point and he just came back in holding the empty like just even the the thought and smell of the empty <laughs> container he was just like like <laughs> I was actually thinking I was going to throw up. I I, was worried. I was like, stop talking about it and get to a sink. Like, get to a (laughs) toilet, sir. Um, So, yeah, I... I had some big things happen uh, since our last podcast. I went to my first astrology conference. I know I talked about it, I think, last week, but um, I went to NORWAC, which was all virtual, and NORWAC stands for, like, Northwestern Astrology Conference. Um, It's been going since, like, the 70s, and normally it's in Seattle, and I said that I was going to go in person 
two years ago, then the pandemic happened, and then this year they still did it because we're still in the pandemic, but even mm-hmm. though things are getting a little bit more brighter in certain areas, they still had it virtually just to be safe. And um, so it was all virtual, and it was intense to have it virtually. Um, I learned so much. It was such a good experience. I actually vlogged the weekend, um, and I so here's the thing. Like I vlogged it, and I'm trying to edit it to put it up, but I now have a new computer with a new editing system, so that's super annoying because I've used the same editing system for like six years like ever since I've been making videos so I know how to edit but now I have to like I'm not as fast with this new system which is a big change for me like it's a huge change oh were you just using like a base software before yeah so like okay there used to be um movie maker which is just like basically an editing free editing thing that comes with like windows pcs but in 2017 they stopped making movie maker and they basically like got rid of the app like it's discontinued and then the new thing that they have is like video editor or something like it's supposed to be the same thing but it's not it's like better which is great but just the ins and out of using movie so i would edit like all of the clips like i would edit down everything basic like just getting the clips i wanted putting it in order like trimming things getting things out cutting the ums the butts the you know like all of that um and getting it flow and then i would move it into procreate uh, not procreate excuse me um adobe premiere and then do all of the final editing like any words or changing of colors or any of the specialty stuff which i'm still trying to learn adobe premiere but so like basically i would just do all the meat and bones the cut and dry stuff on movie maker and then move it over to adobe premiere so now all the quick like quick cut and dry like real like i can literally edit a video on movie maker so fucking quick um but now I don't have that so which is fine like change is good but I just need to learn this new What's the name of this new software? Is it like the new version of Movie Maker? Yeah, and I guess I could just learn how to do it quick like on Adobe Premiere. Like that's part of the reason when I got Adobe Premiere why I still used Movie Maker was because I was just so much faster. I was like, okay, I'll just do all the basic editing on Movie Maker and then dump it into Premiere and do all the fancy shit. Because literally, Movie Maker could not do anything. Like, it literally was basically... Like, it had, like, filters on it, but it was basically, like, black and white or sepia. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or, like, the or, like, blue... like, old television yeah, like, series. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was like, okay, I'm never gonna use And the transitions anything. were, like, like a PowerPoint, like, slide-in, slide-out. Absolutely. Literally. So, and it was, like, barely even that. Like... Um, so, yeah, so I just, you couldn't have more than one text on one clip. So, like, if you wanted more than one thing, like, if you wanted text on the top and the bottom, you had to, like, put the text out and then enter, 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 and then put the next text so that it would be the spacing that you want. Like, it was just, like, super, super caveman Mm -hmm. editing. But I, again, I was just super quick at it. Nobody even fucking cares at all a little bit about this but to me it's a big deal like i love editing i like it's such a creative thing for me and making videos feels so creative like if i'm really sharing something it feels like i'm creating it whether i'm just recording and talking about nothing and then posting it like it feels like i'm making something i'm creating something and these editing apps are a way for me to express myself and i'm like losing a very a vital tool that like speeds up the shitty process of it mm-hmm. um but anyways it's coming i started it but like i'm trying to learn this new editing thing so um hopefully i can get it up this week so everyone if her video has powerpoint sliding <laughs> Literally. and it has like janky text yeah. and, or and like a sepia filter over or it. like the editing like doesn't line up right or something <laughs> or like i start talking and then it like reverts back to an old clip or something like bear fucking with me i don't know i'm learning it um, and the other thing about that was that I literally haven't posted um, an astrology, like a Mercurial Monday video that I was talking about. Like I got a good flow of it, was doing it every week, loving it. People were starting to latch onto it, to expect it. There was consistency with it. And then for the last three weeks, I haven't posted <laughs> one. And that's because my fucking camera broke. Mm-hmm. Um, like literally the lens broke and I was like, th- like researching, like buying new cameras. I was like, I fucking broke my camera. Like I literally can't film even if I want to film. So George and I 
literally it talked and he's I was like I think it's the lens I don't think it's the actual camera so he's like well lenses cost less than the actual camera so let's take the lens off and I mean if we're gonna buy one anyways let's try and break it apart and fix it and we found this video and literally spent two fucking hours at the kitchen table at like midnight with these teeny like George went and got his old man cute glasses where he needs to see things mm -hmm. like close and he got like um these mini screwdrivers and shit out and tweezers and we were watching this step-by-step -step tutorial and literally took out like wires and switchboards and motors and there was like 20 different layers to the lens of this camera it was the most intense game of operation and like basically even when we were successful in getting everything apart and getting down to the actual broken part that we needed to see we stopped and we're like, wow, we were successful up until this point. I'm just proud of us thus far. But I thought there's no fucking way that we're going to be able to put it all back together right. And then even then, like, it be fixed. I was just like, an hour in, I was like, well, wow, I'm, I'm so shocked we even got, got this, this far. far. But I mean, to make a long story long, uh, <laughs> there was like a little teeny piece of plastic like teeny teeny that literally it matters but it doesn't matter because there's like three other ones that hold it in place so this one piece honestly it didn't need it and it had been rattling around for a long time like I had dropped my camera at some point and I could remember shaking like if you shook my camera you could hear something like floating inside of there and at one point it just must have like lodged in the way to where the lens couldn't open so we took that little, I mean, microscopic piece of plastic out, put everything back in, turned it on, and my fucking camera works. And I, him and I felt literally did you like, like go, Elon did Musk. You, did you like printed out an MIT graduation certificate? Literally, I was like, Here, I am an the engineer. smartest fucking businesswoman alive. Like, I am an literally engineer. Elon Musk. Like, Bill Gates who... Like what? You go outside and disassemble your car and make it. Yeah, electric. I was like, literally, I can do any. Like I can I'm do anything. anything. Like in George, it the patience that it took to do that. Mm. So that was a story that I'm pretty proud of and really happy because my camera's fixed, which is how I was able to vlog the Norwalk weekend. So everything should be back on track. And if I have to buy, like, if it's a short fix and maybe I have to, you know, buy a new lens, whatever. But I'm still pretty fucking proud of us. Like, literally the most epic game of Operation. Except for somebody doesn't I die saw in this, the end. I saw this thing on Twitter where this girl was like, my daughter loves to play, like, Operation, right? And she'll, yeah. like, tape things to her. And, like, she makes people pick them off with tweezers. Okay. And she said she always dies at the end. And she said her favorite part is when she makes everyone hold a funeral for her. <laughs> She, oh, she lays okay. on the Scorpio much. She like, lays on the ground, lights candles around her, and makes everyone like have a funeral. Honestly, that's so iconic. Iconic, like it, uh, mood. Yeah, I, go, how have we not thought about how, that? Why did we? I I never thought of making everyone hold a funeral for me as a game. <laughs> Literally, and if I had thought of it, I would have done that. I was the game of Operation for Halloween one time. That was super fun. I just mm -hmm. got like. Um, tan long sleeve shirt and tan like leggings and then I out of felt like I went to Michael's and made all of the pieces out of felt like red and white felt cut all the shapes out and then like velcroed them to my body in the places that they needed to be and it was <laughs> so cute and so easy and very very unique so if you need a Halloween costume the game, of the game of operation nobody can't look at like everybody looking at my costume knew what I was but no, I, no one else I saw have it, has ever done it. So that's the kind of Halloween costume I'm always going for. Easy to do or to make. Mm -hmm. Recognizable by everyone. I mean, my last year's con uh, costume was not recognizable by most, but it was mostly just for me. I cosplayed, Well, if you watched basically. Sabrina, then you would know immediately yeah, who you were. Yeah, but when we went to our little... Well, not yet last year. Two, two years, years ago. ago. Um... Nobody knew who I was. Because nobody fucking watched the show. But I didn't care because I fucking loved it. Did I, we watch the final season? 
ever? I started and I didn't finish and I don't know why. I think because good? I heard from somebody that it was a horrible ending. Everyone so, says that about everything. I know. I feel like we should just watch the People final season. People are so hard to please. I do not listen to a single person That's anymore. That's very true. That's very true. But you know what I did, did you hear start? That? Well, George is home. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I thought there was like an animal in my closet. There probably again. is. Um, it's your luck. Uh, you know what I did start last night? I watched Your like period. four. <laughs> Actually, if you were, no. if you and Carly are the same, it probably would have been a few days ago. No, we're not the same. Oh, I got like fuck. a week. I got like a week. So you're okay. <laughs> you know what else I started? Your period. <laughs> No. no. I started the Worse. nanny. Oh, did you? Skylar got so yeah, I'm not gonna wait because we don't have the same timeline. Mm-hmm. But when I'm done with the disc, I'll like give you a disc so you can watch it or whatever. Well, you know, I watched so much of the show when I was working overnight. Yeah, that you feel like you've already gotten it. Uh well I mean like I like I didn't realize that there's hundred and sixty eight episodes. I probably only got to see like twenty or thirty, but that's yeah. still quite a bit. Yeah. You know? It's like But I will say starting from the beginning. I think makes a big difference. Yeah. Because, like, you can start... So, we're talking about the nanny, like, the show, like, the iconic show with Fran Drescher from, like, the... Ni- I think it's the 90s, it's right? the 90s. Um, she was working out a bottle <laughs> shop in Flashing Queens. Um, yeah. Wasn't I, it so good? It's so good. Like, I knew it was good. I loved the nanny. Um, but I, have, I haven't seen it in forever. So that was one of Skylar's birthday presents for me was the box set of the nanny. And it mm-hmm. arrived like yesterday. So last night I just guys smoked a Her birthday was so long and ago fucking, and it just now got here. I know. But I just laid in bed feeling a little head cold. How many episodes did nanny. you watch? I think like four or five. I, I like, what it's, was she to do? So Where was she to, to go? She's out on her fanny. Did you sing the song every time that it yeah. came on? Yeah, she's the lady in red when everybody else is Well, I hope we clean the basement so that we can watch it down there. Yeah. Like, I went down there to look for ice cream. Because I could have sworn I had zone. more down there. and You I, can have some of mine. No, it was, it was, I don't. Okay. And so I was like, You can okay. still have some of mine. Okay. <laughs> I have like four pints because I have this specific Ben and Jerry's flavor that I'm obsessed with. It's co- PB and cookies. Mm-hmm. I love the Cherry Garcia. Mm, yeah. We all have our kind. And like, I haven't been able to get it. And then it was on sale. And Ben and Jerry's doesn't fucking go on sale. And it's expensive. It's and like it's six bucks for, for a, a little pint. For a fucking pint. And I think I got them for like two fifty each. So I bought like four mm-hmm. or five of them. And I was like, this is justifiable. Do milk eaters know how lucky they are? No. You can Honestly, get- the, the vegan or non-vegan, the Ben and Jerry's pints, like whether it's expensive. like... It's all expensive. But like if I... Like I can't... I, when I walk past those other pints that yeah. are like $1.99, yep. I'm, I'm like... like God. Mm. Privileged in a, motherfuckers. In a better world. In a God. better world. I guess uh-huh. I could just learn how to make my own ice cream or something, but I don't know. Yeah. It's probably still a fortune. I went to a friend's house um, a couple days ago, and um, he's like a big meat eater, and it was just it was just like a few people, like um, mm-hmm. like his basically his kids and us and uh, one of the neighbors, or no, not one of the neighbors, like one of the daughters. Uh, anyways, it was like a couple people and we were outside and, um, I was over by the fire holding Phoebe cause I brought Phoebe and they were talking about something and I don't know what the context of the conversation was, but it was like, they're all big meat eaters. Like mm-hmm. our friend like does like pig cookouts and like, I, I love that for him because mm-hmm. it's something that he's really good at and he loves to do and he loves to host and, mm-hmm. and do things like that. And like, I would never... Yeah. shame or care like as a non-meat eater for the most part like i don't want you know what i mean like you do you i do me that's good enough um but it was like a conversation started going somewhere and then they were like you might as well you know it's, it's like it's like as bad as being vegan and like they all like laughed and like joked and like ha ha while they ate like they're like they sucked on the bones of their ribs and i was like i sigh i was like ooh, yikes and then i think like our friend kind of like glanced at me because nobody else there knew that i was vegan but like he did so he was like kind of checking in on me and i was like i don't give a fuck bro like yeah um but yeah it is weird like you like if you don't eat me and like um, 
I have transitioned into eating eggs and some fish, so I can't technically call myself a vegan anymore, nor do I care really about the labels anyways. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't really care. Like, I'm predominantly plant-based. I'm still very conscious about, like, mm -hmm. I about what I intake and what I do. Um, but still, it doesn't matter. Like, it does feel weird to be the butt end of a joke. Yeah. And I feel like I would never do that to like meat eaters do you know what i mean so yeah. it's like weird i don't know it's just weird it's a weird yeah. concept um also like i guess people like you and i have food trauma so it's like, true we both have like eating disorders so, so like you don't <laughs> make you don't make food like to me like a food joke about a person is so like off limits like in a real world Absolute. setting it's okay to do about yourself. It's about to do about yourself and maybe about like each other. Yeah, but, like, if you like, we have a common knowledge of each other's food trauma. Yeah, about we have common knowledge of our unless of our you intimately know your friend's food trauma, you can't joke about it. Okay, no, not even like there isn't even a question. Like I would never turn to someone and be like, "Oh, you're gonna eat all of that." Like, yeah, I've had people do that to me, where like I have a big portion of something and be like, "Oh my god, that's so much. That's so big," and I'm like, literally, <laughs> I know, okay, I'm literally gonna jump off a fucking bridge now thank you so much thank you i just don't talk about people's food i don't talk about mm -hmm. you know like and i would think that other people hey, how but. it's 20 20 20 21 yeah 20 it's 2021 20, what's happening how do people not speaking of this how, year how are i don't people know not on board with that yet i don't know there's a lot of things people aren't, aren't on board with hey it's pride month oh i know <laughs> and if you didn't the know the gays have been uploading no 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 not even the gays Literally every fucking company, every fucking place that can has mm -hmm. been using it. And I wanted to talk to you about this because I have been very, like, very kind of torn on my feelings mm -hmm. this year about Pride. Because I feel so grateful as a member. I don't know. Like, both of us are members of the Alphabet Mafia. Mm -hmm. And, like, I feel so grateful that Pride... Mafia. <laughs> have you never heard that before? I have, but I... I almost never see that so every time i hear it it makes me chuckle thank you also if you put like the word lesbian and on like tiktok or like on an app that like will speak the word out like people have been spelling it l e dollar sign b i a n so that like they don't get flagged or like their content doesn't get like pushed to the bottom mm-hmm and whenever they tell a story and, like, the word is spelt like that, they call it, like, Le Dollar Bean. <laughs> and so there's, like, literal shirts now that says, like, I'm a Le Dollar Bean or, like, Le Dollar Bean, which is, like, lesbian. Um, but anyways, so we were part of the Alphabet Mafia, right? And I'm so grateful that there is things like pride collections at Target. Like, there mm -hmm. is things like you know, um, celebration and acknowledgement from businesses and the, even the government right now. Because um, mm -hmm. we didn't levels. have that the last four years. Or even really before that, you mm -hmm. know, like in certain aspects, like there was with Obama and things like that. But then before, like they're really, it's been such mm -hmm. fucking minimal. Adama, oh, Obama. What? Obama. <laughs> Obama was so great to tolerate me. Literally. Oh. Yeah. What, a, what an angel. But anyways, um, we're not getting political. It's more so just like thinking about it feels, I don't know if you feel this way, feels money grabby now. It feels like a fucking quick cash grab mm -hmm. um, of some of these tactics that yeah. marketing. Because my Instagram ads on June 1st changed. Literally they changed. They changed to like a Calvin Klein, yep. like lounge pants that had like rainbow waistband. Yep. At First of all, if you guys have seen that, please send them to me because they're very cute. They're very and I cute. would wear them. Yes. So what sucks about the Pride merch is that I want it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, the thing about like, th there was like a big joke and stuff about the Pride collection uh, at Target and like, look. Some of it is so fucking ugly. We gave you a rainbow. Do you know what you could do with a marketing and designing for clothing 
with a rainbow. rainbow. We didn't ask you to fucking take the rainbow and throw it up on every single article of fucking clothing. Mm-hmm. But like that's just the that's just the color and scheme. And I thought gay like, people were out there designing the clothes anyway. Are they not allowed to work on the pride collection? Literally, it's so mm-hmm. so basic. And like it's nice for people to but like how can we complain because there it's just the fact that yeah. there is a pride collection yeah. is already steps but also like cuz when you walk into Target, when you walk into Target, it's the first thing you see is yeah. that pride collection. And they do a really good job with but making it. But you don't see that like at Walmart. No, right? you don't. Um, you don't see that at. Wait, I love how like we sound like we're country bumpkins. Yeah. Oh, we shop at Target and Walmart. <laughs> okay, but no, but Target's like one of the biggest ones that has gotten a lot of attention because, like, again, yeah. if you're on TikTok or you're on other social media apps, it got a lot of flack for having a pride collection, but literally just being a bunch of fucking rainbows everywhere, which is fun sometimes. But if you're gonna have a whole clothing and like accessory of Pride Month, you don't need to have rainbows on everything like there's other ways to make you know pride i just want a a tank top that just says gay literally (laughs) like you could do so much you could do so much um and like anyways so but then there's these like capital i don't know if it's capital one or like there's these corporations that are doing these commercials that are talking about pride and it's like I, I think I saw a status from somebody that was like, I'm torn because part of me feels like how fucking dare you only just now use Pride Month as a way to market your company so that you're getting more attention or that you're like, it doesn't feel like you're trying to let people know that you're an ally. It makes us feel like you're using the month and the holiday as so a cash so. grab, as a cash grab or like a money. So, but mm-hmm. I'm thinking about. This is what, like, the status alluded to. I can't remember who posted it. It might have been a family member on Facebook or something. But, like, I keep thinking about a boy in Kentucky or the middle of fucking Alabama in the middle of a rural Mm -hmm. fucking conservative place seeing Seeing that that commercial. No, like, even seeing that one commercial. commercial. And even if it is a money grab, it might be the one sole thing that makes him not feel alone. Mm -hmm. And so it's, like, you feel bad for bitching about it, but it's also, like... Everyone's circumstance is so different. I'm going on a rant, but I don't know. How do you feel about it? Because it feels a little bit now like they've taken the rainbow and thrown it up on us. (laughs) And it's like, can we just have inclusivity like year round and not need like taste the rainbow on every fucking thing? But like I said, I'm a sucker for like pride merch, Mm. right? Like I do. Like I look at it and sometimes like I like it because I'm like, you know what? This resonates. Yeah. Just having a rainbow everything. Yeah. I don't know. It just works for me, right? Okay, okay, and cool. so Love that. Even though everything I end up ends up being black or gray or blue, but yeah. during Pride Month, everything <laughs> is rainbow. <laughs> you deserve it. And, uh, and so, yeah, I'm fine with that, but I saw something at Delta, um, like the airline, that yeah. I thought was impressive because it wasn't like overtly Pride. It was just like this regular poster in the terminal when you, when we were getting on the plane, uh-huh. and it was just two men like cuddling on the plane, yeah. like, clearly together, uh-huh. and like they, uh, and it was just like fly with your loved ones. <gasps> See, that's the kind of fucking thing. Like, that... or it was like earn sky miles, right, with yes. your loved ones. Yes, and like it wasn't like rainbow. Exactly, it was just like normal gay people cuddling on a plane. And then it reminded me that That's I just... was all alone. <laughs> <laughs> Inclusivity so actually, backfiring. So actually, Delta, you owe me money. <laughs> For the trauma. For the trauma. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. I think I was watching some sort of commercial or, which is weird because I don't. I must have been at my grandma's or something because I don't watch TV. I don't see commercials. So somewhere where mm-hmm. I was watching some sort of preview or commercial and there was like, it was like a celebration of something. And then there was like two men kissing in the, I was at my Did grandma's. Did you do a double take? I was at my grandma's because it was like a whole montage of people coming together after the pandemic and being able to like hug safely or spend time together. I saw that together. commercial. Yes. And, th- and then there was like two guys kissing, like getting married or something or just on the couch or whatever. It was just a quick flash, kiss on the lips and moved over. And I was like, I literally got emotional. I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God. Like, like, why is it so rare to see right? two Right. And then my grandma, <laughs> God bless her. 
I love her. And she's so, she's so supportive. Like, she's definitely an ally. She's definitely an ally mm-hmm. for so much. And she did have a great but one that's like, which one was the top and which no, one's the bottom? No, no, she she'll still, she still comes from a generation that, mm-hmm. like, you know, there, there's sure a lot of t- taboo. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so... She had like all her friends are lesbians, basically. So it's she's an ally, but at the same time, she literally turns and goes, "I don't know what it is. There's just something about guys kissing that makes me uncomfortable. When girls kiss, it doesn't make me feel uncomfortable. When I see guys kiss, it makes me uncomfortable." Grandma, that's because you're a lesbian. And I was like, literally, <laughs> you and so many people. But like, there is still like internalized homophobia within so many well, people. Well, I get it too because when I saw that commercial and saw the guys kissing, yeah. I cringed because I'm so used to not seeing yeah, it that it made so, me uncomfortable. Yes, because it's so like, don't, don't see, don't see, don't talk, don't like, because there's mm-hmm. fear. There's, there's like so much aggression that comes from that and anger yeah. and violence that comes from that. And when it's... I think because if you see it in a public space, it it becomes open for discussion. And like I... Yeah. Like the idea of like, let's say we were... Like I'm at a bar, yeah. right? In that commercial place. Yeah. Inevitably, you're going to hear guys start talking about like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? And then that's why it, I think it makes me cringe just because like my brain automatically yeah. goes straight to... Yeah. Uh, defense. Like defense. Like I feel like I need to... Def- like I feel like I'm on defense immediately when I see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's so it's the again toxic masculinity or internalized homophobia within our fucking society. So, where like if it's two women, there's so many layers to my trauma. Literally, <laughs> and you know what? Like if it was two women kissing, the conversation would still come up because it's still out of the It'd norm. Just be sexualized, but it would be so overly sexualized, which is just it makes me mm-hmm. violent. So it makes me defensive in a different way. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so anyways, I don't know how we ended up here, but Pride Month, happy Pride, happy Month, Pride Month to anyone who is out or to not. To all my fellow gays that listen to this, please, um, I should start a gay subsection of the Discord, and then all of our LGBT friends can talk about how gay they are. I'm in there. pretty sure that if you're a part of our podcast, that you either are strong ally, or you <laughs> might or you're, as, completely, or you're gay. completely queer. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So I don't think we need a subcategory. I feel like this Actually, podcast is pretty is, gay. Yeah. Like I forgot. Yeah. So Wait, welcome. Remember, we do have one straight male listener. Do we? Yes. Remember, I said one time I said on the podcast, I was like, "There's no way a straight man listens to this." Someone messaged me that her husband listens to this podcast. Oh yeah, that's so cute. Hello, and, straight ally. Or maybe she makes him listen. I don't know, but there is a heterosexual set of ears that hears these words. Well, we know that Imogen's husband sometimes has to listen. <laughs> maybe he doesn't like to. Yes. I, maybe no. there's two set four heterosexual yeah, I don't ears. Think that, I don't think that there's any straight males that listen by choice. I think it's just like forced. Like upon on their them. commute to the office, yeah. putting on speaking <laughs> of which. Like I know one of our friends um, will sometimes listen to it in the car, and if their husband gets in, they'll be like, "Is that Sammy and Skyler?" Like, yeah. And he knows us because we're friends with him, but like you know, he's not putting it on out of his own free will, like. And I'm fine with that. Honestly, that seems. I think that all legit. heterosexual men should be forced to listen to gay podcasts against their will. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, also, shout out to Carly for being a better friend than you, because yeah. you know clearly. <laughs> yeah. Um, you so you were gone um, at the wedding, but Carly, who we bring up a lot on mm-hmm. the podcast, who's like Skylar's friend and now my friend, like. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's known her from Texas, and so, you know, she helped us move. We just go way back. We've, we've talked about her multiple times, and I try to bring her up as much as possible because I'm obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I call her king all the time because she literally is a king. Is a king. Um, and so she was your date to the wedding. She's my date to the wedding. Um, and on the way back or whenever, I don't know, she got me a hat to so give to king. Skylar to give to me, and it's a white hat, and... Literally, all it says in black font is king on the front. I'm fucking obsessed. I'll have to post it in the Discord. So. Are you going to wear it disc golfing? No, I can't get that. 
I can't get that. When I get this, when I disc off, I get dirty and sweaty. So I'll just be wearing that out to like cute things like grocery shopping or like, you know what I mean? I'll just be wearing just that hat. Normal as like, girl. Just yeah, normal LGBTQ I'm plus just girl things. I'm walking around like, see, that's the pride merch we need. Right. You know, just Tap a hat that, that says king. king and queen on it. Right. Yeah, that's literally, we don't need, we don't need taste the rainbow for everything. You know, it doesn't, you don't need have to throw up a lucky, lucky charm. A hat that just says it. iconic on it. Yeah. Yeah, literally. Or just says ally. Like, it doesn't have to be, you know. Anyways. Every time I hear the word ally, though, I think of that pill. Is that pill illegal now? I think it might be. What are you talking about? Do you know that diet pill that was really popular for a while that no. all the moms were taking called mm-hmm. ally? And no. it was making women shut their pants, like, all over no. the country. My mom was a victim. <laughs> <laughs> shit her pants in a marshal. Please never listen to this, mom. Mm. But yeah, no, uh, I think I might still be out there. It's literally just like a fiber pill, and it was called Ally. So every time I hear that someone's an ally, <laughs> I hear that they're shitting their pants out of Marshalls. I mean, you know. Which is a mood. Everyone has shit their pants out of Marshalls. If you haven't, you know, what's the deal here? Right, let's let's be real. Anything else to talk about? I mean, like I said. Speaking of shitting your pants at Marshalls, we have supporters of this podcast. We really do. Who is shit? funds to us graciously how many shits do you think have been taken we to this got podcast? a new supporter guys did gals we really? and in-betweens we did i'm gonna go ahead and read the list of our supporters um for the month and i just want to thank an extra thank you to our new supporter heather a um thank, thank you, you legend thank you so much legend and also thank you very much thank for you for those, being an ally <laughs> by listening to this all podcast of these people and are like either queer or ally to the max mm-hmm. or both if you support so, this podcast you can officially call yourself an ally yes if you if you don't identify as an alphabet mafia member then you officially are an ally, an ally. if you were like leery of whether you were or you weren't <laughs> this is your confirmation from two queer people so thank you so much to <laughs> is that easy it's that easy all you have to do is Send donate money. and you're officially an ally you know what we should make, speaking of which, just like our own our own shit. Like we can make just like a fun sticker or hat or something that's like a pride like, sticker? Not even like it just literally could be like degenerate or degenerate? like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we Honestly <laughs> LGBTQ plus D in the D is for degenerate. <laughs> Or like speaking of which, S O W like L G B T Q I A S O W plus. Speaking of which, degenerates. <laughs> um. Okay. Anyways, um. Thank you. We'll so- work on it. Oh, <laughs> we're just spitfiring ideas in this one. We're just in the like we're in the blueprints. Yeah. Okay. This is just the rough draft. You know what? We should put a subcategory for, you know, ideas for Sub- fun fr- fucking things that we can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We'll sell one thing to Heather A. <laughs> one thing just to Heather A. No, what about these people who have supported and consistently supported us? So mm-hmm. thank you so much to Karen R., Stacy, Teresa D., Alyssa S., Rebecca PK, Lindsay M., David B., Dorothy E., Julie C., Dominic B., Phil K, Lisa P, Amy F, Heather H, Jesse D, Jesse H, again, and Heather A, our new supporter. And thank you again to the supporters that consistently help us financially, whether it is a dollar a month, $5 a month, $10 a month. Everything is helpful. We so appreciate it. We love doing these weekly podcasts, even if they come too late, even if they're good or shitty. They're all, they're all some level of shitty. You know what? Um... We run the full gamut of emotion here. Yeah. Speaking of which, we go from worst podcast you've ever heard to maybe one of the best. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes we talk about um, diet pills that make you shit yourself in Marshalls <laughs> to, you know, really difficult conversations on death. You in know, the same we episode. really bring you we really bring you from the lowest of lows to the highest of highs. And you know what? You're, You're welcome. fucking welcome. Um, on that note, thank you again to all the supporters. If you would like to support our podcast, you can do so by going to anchor.fm slash speaking of which and click on the support button. Or you can uh, find, there should be a link on any of the platforms that you're listening to this on. So if you listen to on Spotify, there should be a link to support it. 
Um, and if you want to join our Discord, it is free as of now. I don't see why it wouldn't, but I can't make any promises for the future if something happens. So join now. Um, you can go to Discord and then just search Speaking of Witch, and Witch is spelled W-I-T-C-H. Mm-hmm. And for everyone already in the Discord, once you're in, you're in, you're and you never have to pay. literally can't. Yeah, you'd be grandfathered in, grandmothered in, grand mm-hmm. non-gendered in, and you literally are stuck with us forever. Okay. We'll know if you leave. We- well, if you leave, we'll no. know. Also, it's not worth paying for right now. So. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But you know what? I do like like that it feels like a I little... I love seeing the same faces all the time. I know. And we might not post every day, but when we do, I feel like it's so funny. And like sometimes mm-hmm. people are just sharing things about themselves. Sometimes people are like commenting on the actual episodes or just literally mm. posting random fucking memes. Like When I see the same faces, I'm like... She's not sick of me yet. Yes. So grateful when they come back. Literally. Um, And y'all are just waiting for Skylar's 10 to 15 year redemption porn arc and mine's coming soon. Okay, guys, set an alarm on your phone 10 years from today. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll have my redemption arc Check in with him. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will see you next Next week. week. Thanks for being patient with the lateness of this. But also, you know what? You're fucking welcome. (laughs) Except for the people that pay for it. Yeah. (laughs) We're sorry to you guys. Sorry, like, specifically to you. Okay, bye.